And we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Babe Talk. Uh, yeah. Oh, you guys, you guys, I guess you're welcome to, to, to be on it, too. How are you guys doing? <laughs> this guy. This, this guy. Where do, we, where, do this, where do we get these people from? Uh, so, um, Ollie, unfortunately, is sick with some kind of illness that he wishes was a cold, so I'm guessing syphilis. Uh, so he can't be with us tonight. Ebola. Um, e <laughs> Listen, too soon, <laughs> or not soon enough, depending on what what happens with it. But uh, so we're here with Azure Noise. Hello. Uh, hi. Oh yeah. Uh, the it should jump on you whenever you talk. So. Uh, oh, is it not? Uh, I think so. there it goes. It's All right. Going, yeah. So that's I Mark. Can, uh, How's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going pretty good. Same old. Yeah. Well, we don't know you, so uh, how is same old? Um. I don't even know, like, just varies day to day, and I'm really confused because I don't have a show today because I usually go to shows, like, every day, every other day. So, uh, but, um, but yeah, it's, everything's just going good, just getting by day to day. Oh, sweet. And so we have our esteemed panel of panelists today. Uh, Matt, you want to say hi? Tell us how you're doing. Oh, what's up, guys? How's it going? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm also a little sick, but it is not syphilis. <laughs> I did not get it from Ollie. <laughs> you should be so lucky. You do a lot worse than getting syphilis from Molly. That's what I say. Uh, and Ashley, how are you doing? What contagious diseases might you have? Um, none yet. Knock on wood. Um, my roommate just uh, got knock on being, what? Knock on wood. Oh, okay. Uh, my roommate just got over being sick, so I'm taking my vitamins and I'm drinking emergency, and I am just because I have like. Not this upcoming week, but the week after. I have, like, four different tests. I'm just like, no, I can't get sick. Like, please don't let me get sick yet. So, yeah, just average work week. It's, like, cold and rainy here. So I'm glad to be home. Thanks. All right. And Adriana joining us for the Hi. first time in a while. Welcome back. Thank you. Sorry, I've been gone for a while. I don't know if to have you back. I don't know if you guys can hear me because I don't have headphones. I think I left them at the hospital. So sorry. No, you're good. We can hear you fine. But uh, I'm I'm doing okay. I don't have Ebola or syphilis or anything like that. Just really tired from being in the hospital all day. But that's it. Well, we're glad you're here with us now. Hopefully we'll have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh so did anyone have anything interesting happen to them this week? Anybody can jump in. Uh uh, I shot a local show on Tuesday. It was uh, Metal Injection and Metal Sucks uh, CMJ, uh, what was it called? Showcase. And featured uh, a local band, Moontooth, who are good friends of mine, and they are one of the best bands on Long Island. Um, it had Brooklyn's uh, So Hideous, who are really, they need to be like more out there. Uh, Laser Wolf, um, uh, oh. King Parrot from uh, Australia and Inner Arma. I want to say they're from Georgia or Virginia. They're uh, like a doomy wall of sound kind of band that are really good. These are all rap groups. Yeah, yeah. trap, yeah. trap, trap. <laughs> There's a difference. Dubstep. That's beautiful. So that was a CMJ showcase in Long Island, or did you go to uh, this? It was in Brooklyn, but it's oh right, yeah, you mentioned that. A bunch of my classmates are at CMJ right now, and I'm just. I'm so jealous. It's just it was really bad timing because I have like a bunch of shit coming up in the next two weeks. So I was like, I can't 
I can't go, but I'm so jealous. It looks like it's going to be a stellar weekend. Yeah, I didn't really take a look at who was playing. I just heard that my friend um, Moontooth were opening. I was like, oh, I'll go. I didn't really know much about CMJ, so I, don't, I can't really offer or tell who's playing. But um, that, that show on Tuesday was really good. And a lot of fun. That's good to know that, that uh, conference is still going strong. Like, I hadn't been in six years, seven years, and it was really cool when I went. So that's, that's nice. It's nice to know. Uh, anybody else go to any good shows lately? No? Wow. Um, you forget where I live right now. So. <laughs> are you, wait, are you, you're upstate New York? I'm in, like, actual upstate New York, because I remember someone pitched me a band, and they are like, oh, this band's from upstate New York, and I'm originally from Connecticut. So I looked up whatever town that the band was from, and the band when I, the band is closer to me when I'm home in Connecticut than when I'm here in Syracuse. So I'm like, this is not upstate New York. You are a liar. Like, just leave. Um, but no, like, no one's coming through here. The last show I went to was... <clears throat> probably at the beginning of the month, and it was uh, Bane and Cruel Hand, because, like, there's, like, a huge Syracuse hardcore scene, but, like, they're not very nice people, which is, like, kind of upsetting. I don't know. Not very friendly people, which was, like, sad, because, like, my friends and I, we, like, didn't know anybody at the show, and we just tried to, like, talk to people and be, like, warm and inviting, and they were not warm and inviting back, and it was, like, all right. That's the exact opposite of, like, the Long Island scene. That's what that's what I'm so jealous of, cause like everywhere else, everyone everyone else I know who's like involved in their hardcore scene is like it's a family and it's just it's a really strong community and I'm like can't we have that here? It's really upsetting. Charge your rate for trying to get an education, I say. What are you doing? Drop out and just do music. You know what? Fifty days. I have fifty days left here. Good for you, Ashley. And then you know how long you. I've been doing the hardcore family, right? And then I'll, and I'll, then I'll be like, I'll walk, I'll leave the school, and I mean, like, I can't, I don't actually walk until May. There's only like one graduation ceremony, but I will leave, and I'll be like, peace out, bitches. Gonna go join the hardcore family because I'm that tough. I'm really not. Look at <laughs> that hardcore life. X's don't stand for kisses. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh. You talk about like shitty shows though. Like nobody ever comes to South Florida. Nobody. Like, I had to go all the way to Orlando to go see A Day to Remember, like, I think last weekend. And then I'm supposed to see Brand New on Saturday, but no one wants to cover my shift, so I don't think I'm going to see Brand New on Saturday. And I'm super salty about that. Quit your job. Right now. Like, <laughs> Matt, such, such a naive high school student you are, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> if only the real world actually worked like that. Uh, <laughs> I would have quit a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Was, was the day to remember at House of Blues? Uh, no, it was at the Hard Rock Live in Universal Studios, actually. So it's like the coolest venue I've ever been to. Like, it's you drive in whatever, and it's all like the Universal signs. And then when you walk in, you have to walk through like, like City Walk, which is the entrance to Universal. And then like the venue's like right there. That's cool. awesome. When you got into, they give you a map that was just like, here's a venue, here's where your Jeep goes, and Raptors will be here and here. Yeah, actually they did. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad they're being responsible for once. Universal. <laughs> How um, far are you from Orlando? Um, like three and a half hours, Yikes. four hours if you drive super, super slow. That's but good. my boyfriend, like, 
drives like a bat out of hell, so we got there in like three hours. Are you dating meatloaf? Uh, and I haven't I keep feeling like I haven't been to any shows and then I remember I played three shows in the last like month jealous no it's it's been nice but it's just like it's I think the last two weeks I just haven't had anything and not not that I have it's like by choice I've been way too busy but I feel like Mm. I feel like I'm I don't know if a week goes by and I'm not playing or at a show I feel like something eats away at me. Like I feel like time slows so much. I feel that definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's at the point where like I'll have to like buy concert tickets in advance to feel like I've done something, even if there's no um, concert. Concert tickets are like the best motivation. Like the day I drive home from Syracuse, it's December thirteenth. That's the day Modern Baseball Modern is playing in Connecticut, and I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. It's like my ultimate motivation through exams, and I'm just, it's the it's best. best. When is your date? Um, I believe um, it's the 13th. 12th or 13th of December. It's in Hampton. Mine's uh, December 5th, and I'm so excited. Adriana, can you, can you turn your volume down on your computer? Uh-huh. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's still echoing. I assume that it's just yours. Everyone else has headphones in, correct? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, so if you turn it to... Can, can you do any lower? How about that? Can you still hear? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, okay, good. Um, all right, cool, that's much better, thank you. So, uh, you know, I just bought um, my ticket to Modern Baseball today, that's what I finally bought. For some reason, Ticketmaster was being a dick, but I, I think our show is fifth in, in uh, D.C., but yeah. yeah. So anybody has any good shows coming up? Is anyone going to Fest? I wish, but I'm kind of states away. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like the far as you can get away from Fest, basically. I live in Washington, so. Oh, jeez. Oh, you're you're a little far. <laughs> you, you could probably walk there, actually. I yeah, probably. You know, it would, it would take me from now until Fest. Yeah, it works. Next year. Oh, and the day after, um, speaking of shows, the day after the Modern Baseball date in Hamden, Connecticut, is... Um, that like Glamour Kills property of Zach uh, Fest in, at the Webster in New York City. So I'm gonna basically take my exams, like drive home, take a shower, take a nap, go to Modern Baseball, take another nap because I'm not actually gonna sleep, and then go to New York City. And also while I'm home for Thanksgiving break is um, Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens, which means I get to see Beartooth, which is really fucking exciting. That's all I wanted for my 21st birthday was to go see a bunch of scene bands, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so excited. Next show I have coming up is actually tomorrow. I'm seeing Full of Hell, and I might shoot it. I'm still contemplating on that, but I'm really excited. That sounds awesome. I was, I was, yeah, I was originally supposed to see them in uh, someone's basement, and it was, like, concrete walls surrounding everywhere. It was going to be deadly. But uh, the last show that was there, um, uh, Florida slash, I think, North Carolina-based band Recreant, and uh, my friend's band, Crypidira and FX Zero, they played there, and someone um, flushed a syringe down the toilet, and it kind of, like, broke the cesspool. So they shut it down completely, like, no more shows there. So it got moved to this bar, I want to say, 30 minutes away from me. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Speaking yes, of which, I just saw I just saw a couple hardcore bands uh, flush the syringe and broke the cesspool. <laughs> Broken cesspool. Bands. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That was that was snappy, Eric. That was really good. <laughs> I, I couldn't have done it with all of, without all of you. Uh, so, Matt, where do you go see shows in Washington? I just I'm from the East Coast. I don't know anything beyond like California over there. Um, like, what cities do you go to, and what venues do you have? So we have um, there's only one venue outside of Seattle, and I'll talk about it later. But Seattle is a very spread out city. So there's suburbs in like you know, the outskirts, and there's downtown. And so in downtown, there's, like, five different venues you can go to. There's the Paramount. There's um, there's two showbox venues. There's one in the Industrial District, which is huge, brand-new play there. And then there's one uh, in downtown, like, directly in downtown. And it's not as big, but it's still pretty big. And I saw Newfound Glory there. Um, but mainly I go to this place called the Vera Project, and I sort of work there. It's an all-ages volunteer-based organization. So they have... Music, they have art, they have all kinds of stuff. You can take recording classes there. You can take like t-shirt screen printing classes there. It's awesome. It's so we cool. had something like that in Baltimore called Charm City Art Space. That's a pretty cool like concept. Just the whole volunteer based thing, yeah. uh, and and how they mix like every type of art that they can into one and just set it up all day. Um, how far uh, how far are you from the city? Do you have to go like, too far? And it's a bus. Oh, that's nice. Okay, that's pretty sweet. It's awesome. That's so convenient. When yeah, because, like, I'll end up going to, like, a show and, like, working there until, like, 1 a.m., and I'll just take the bus back home. It's awesome. I, I, I just you know whenever we have Lincoln on the podcast, and he's from, uh, what's Apple Valley? Apple Valley. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, there really is nothing. <laughs> like, you got to go so far to see anything. Um, and that's how it was when I was in, uh, uh, I went to college in North Carolina, like, right in the middle. And I could go about an hour, hour and a half to go somewhere, but like just having the convenience of a city 10, 20 minutes, I'm 15 minutes from Baltimore, 20, 30 minutes from D.C., it's just nice to be able to just know that anytime a band or comedian comes by, I'll probably be able to see it on tour. So um, jealous. But what is weird, though, for our area, and I don't know if it's because it's oversaturated by by bands or just the music scene, I, what, what, the, like, Mid-leveling touring bands and like, like a band that may be huge on the West Coast, never comes through Baltimore or something like that. It's I don't know why I'm assuming they just don't have the draw or like the city doesn't have that kind of nightlife. But it's really weird when I can see any major band like two or three times on the same tour, but I can't see like um, I'm trying to think of a good example. But like there were times I couldn't see. Uh, like Forever Came Calling would go to a tour and skip right the fuck over. Like, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I hate when we have to do that. It's it's usually the city's fault. If there are people willing to see a band in a city, especially a smaller up and coming band, they'll come to the damn city. Like they know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, go on. No, I was gonna say it's hard to be in like those weird pockets where it's like not. It's like. You have your A, B, C level market, and Syracuse is like C, D level market. So whenever, if a band goes to New York City and maybe someplace like Albany, which is like two hours away from me, um, they if the smaller bands on the tour might come to Syracuse for an off date and they'll play. It'll be like just like the opening bands playing like our local venue, 
But most of the time, like, no one wants to come anywhere near Rochester or Buffalo, Albany, like, because it's so out of the way. Like, they'd rather just hit New York City, which is five hours from me, than go anywhere further upstate from that. I've seen a couple of tourists hit Buffalo. I can't remember off the top of my head, but usually... Brandon came it. to Buffalo, I think. It was, it was either Buffalo or Rochester, but... I, I know what you're talking about. They did an upstate show um, that a couple of my friends went to, but I, I... I think it was the same time I saw them, but I went down to Philly for that. And uh, But yeah, uh, I've seen tourists hit Buffalo before, but it's usually like... Yeah. If it's upstate, it's like Poughkeepsie, Buffalo. Never really... Yeah, see, to me, Poughkeepsie doesn't feel like upstate because it's like... I'm closer to Poughkeepsie when I'm home in Connecticut. Poughkeepsie is about, like, under an hour drive from my house. But I consider to, everything, like, north of Yonkers upstate to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, because everyone, well, everyone has different definitions. Like, it's, yeah. but I'm, like I said, I'm from Connecticut, so I, I'm not a New Yorker, so I, I feel like my opinion about it just isn't valid at all. But it's just, I live in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere, is how I put it. Like, you see cows, lots of cows, when you drive to my school. Nice. It's, it's exhilarating. There's so many cows. So uh, recently, uh, a friend of mine in uh, like one of the local bands in my area that's kind of like, it's weird, it's like a super group uh, of local bands. Uh, <laughs> they haven't put anything out yet, but I just got like an early version of a video they put out, which was really sick. And so I wanted to ask you guys, what are some of your favorite video, like music videos, whether it's recent or classic, like whatever it is. So I'll just go around. So like, Mark, uh, what's one a video that you've always loved or something new that you're enjoying? Um, off the top of my head, I don't really remember. Um, this is kind of related, but uh, Amir actually did a video shoot in Brooklyn that I was gonna go to, and I I don't know, I think it's out yet. I maybe I don't know. From the clips I saw, it looked really cool, and I know a few people that were there. But um, something's happened that I couldn't go because I was gonna go there and then go see Behemoth in the city. But um, that would have been my first music video shoot I would have been a part of. But uh. That's really the only one that comes to mind. I don't really pay attention to music videos that much. Yeah, I found, I guess the video I was referring to was also, like, just, like, a live thing. Like, those are, I watch live videos nonstop. Like, I will go on, like, four-hour, like, YouTube binges and just watch. Um, but, yeah, Ashley, music video, live video, anything that uh, you've seen recently that you're you're hyped about? I mean, recently kind of throws me off just because, like, I was going to say... <laughs> Well, if you say of all time, then it's got to be a Puff Daddy video, because those are amazing. No, I was going to say, um, I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance, because we all knew I was going to bring up MCR, like, let's just be honest here. Um, I just, that video was just, like, so just encapsulated, encapsulated everything that MCR is about, and I just loved it. It's just, it's, like, the perfect, like, thing to see when you're, like, a seventh grader and think nobody understands you, so. But yeah, that was also, like, kind of, like, what started the MCR cult, I feel like. Like, that and the Helena video were, like, so important. And, like, all their music videos, I think, were pretty great. Um, yeah, when you're a sophomore in college, that video really speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, I saw I saw them freshman year of college. I guess that would have been 2004. They were opening for, I think it was the first leg of Green Day's U.S. Um, uh, American, American Idiot tour. And that, that was mm-hmm. nuts. That was the first time, like, I don't think I'd ever heard them before. I'd heard of them. And I saw them play their set. It was really good. Um, that's pre-Black Parade, right? 2004? That is pre-Black Parade. Yeah, Black Parade was like 2006, 2007. But, um, yeah. Well, I was, like, you were talking about live videos and stuff, and uh, yeah. MCR has Life on the Murder Scene, which is their documentary DVD, live DVD. So it's um, 
as all the music videos, it's kind of like a documentary and just kind of following them and their journey as a band and like a bunch of live performances. So that whole like, this, uh, I really miss it and I'm also really sad because I'm pretty sure my mom was so freaked out by me buying that that she threw it out because I can't find it anymore. <laughs> That's what I love. I love now that you can find older live performances from bands that you. I mean, I guess when I was in high school, there was no YouTube. Like, so That's it was terrifying to think yeah, about. Yeah, so like all the bands I saw in in high school that like I really loved, or even like the bands I loved in high school who I didn't see until after they became like a, a bigger band. So like I never got to see like like Anti Flags a good example. I never saw them play like a VFW hall. Um, but I saw them play small venues, but now I can go and just YouTube and find, like, all these, like, especially punk rock and hardcore bands mm -hmm. that I listened to in high school and find all these live videos from the mid to late 90s, and you get to see what these bands looked like when they were local bands, when they were struggling touring bands, and that's such a fucking cool thing with, with YouTube. And now mm -hmm. you can find that about any band. When I got into modern baseball a while ago, you just find every acoustic basement show imaginable, and it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, someone found, like, a 2001 Fall Out Boy video. That was like, the, um, oh, what was the, um, the, yeah, they're, uh, the, the other, one of the dudes in Pete Wentz's hardcore band uh, used to, like, videotape all the Fall Out Boy shows, and he put up, like, two of them. Mm -hmm. um, and there was one where you could see, it's, they're playing in, like, a big skate park, like an indoor skate park, and, uh, they oh, what the fuck? oh and at the beginning there's a list of all the bands playing because it's like and local, like it's like regional left. fest and it's all these bands that two years later are famous like <laughs> it's fucking nuts Adriana how about you any live live videos music videos um my favorite like music video like full on like they did like a whole little script not script like a whole little like set and stuff would be a day to remember is all I want I just I love when artists collab with other artists, and so the fact that there's, like, a number of different artists in that one video is really cool, and it, like, each scene kind of captures, like, these bands, how they are, kind of, you know what I mean? And then acoustic video would definitely Dayseeker's uh, What It Means to Be Defeated. Like, his voice in that video and in that song is amazing. I'm a, I hate to be cliche, but I'm a sucker for acoustic. I love whenever okay. you get uh, a band who, like, the singer will usually sing either aggressively or, what, or whatever, and then they do an acoustic video, and it's, like, the most beautiful voice in the world. And you're like, where the hell that. did that come from? That's right? awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Acoustic renditions are very, like, hit or miss for me. I mean, I can I can respect acoustic stuff. Like, there's a couple of um, acoustic guitarists that I, I love that are just amazing, but, like, I... Depending on the song, I, I can't think off the top of my head. I feel like it kind of takes away from from what it was supposed to be, I guess. But um, I mean, it's cool. I can I can dig it, but I won't like obsess over it. I guess I, I can't I, for like a better term. No, I can see that. For me, with acoustic videos, if you are the song has to be drastically different for the acoustic version for me to get excited about it. Like, um, and this is just my preference, but. Uh, I love when you take either like an aggressive or a fast or like an angry song and then you make it a little slower, prettier, and sadder. That I love because I can um, like one of my favorite bands. Sorry, God. Oh, Sorry. I was gonna say, one, 
one of my favorite bands is against me, and the record that got me into them was uh, uh, one they did called Crime, which is just acoustic with like a homemade drum kit, and uh, and so like hearing this band just go from like really sad and somewhat like pretty sounding to then the full band just comes in and kicks you in the in the ass is is a nice little combo. All right, how about um how about you, Mr. Mayor? Um, well, I saw I found out this. YouTube channel recently called Exclaim TV, and what they do is they find these um, artists and then they kind of make accusing videos for them. And they do artists like Joyce Manor and Fiddler. And if you listen to Fiddler, it's like really crazy, I'm gonna do lots of drugs type punk music. And so <laughs> it's like really like loud and crazy music. And then you just renamed Crust Punk. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, what they did was they took the song No Waves, which is about rehab, and it's kind of, like, a really, like, it's just, like, a really fast-paced, fun song. And then when you slow it down and play acoustically, it, it kind of sounds really sad, you know? And it's a totally different side of the band I haven't seen before. There's a... I don't know if you guys remember them. They were had a big radio hit ten years ago when some of you were very young. Now, uh, uh, Modest Mouse, you guys know Modest Mouse? Seattle. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Well, they um, well, trailer park outside of some small town, and <laughs> yeah, uh, but they um, they the first two songs on their like record that sold a shit ton of copies, um, the 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 third song on that record is "Float On," the big radio hit, and it's this really like the lyrics are sad, but it's this really like poppy, snappy, happy little thing, um, and that was the song they wrote when the record label was like, you need a pop song on the on the album. And um, so what they did was uh, the song before it is this slow, sad, miserable, depressing song, and it's the same song. It's just broken chords played slowly, and then they just sped it up and played full chords, and it turns into this pop song. And it's just a cool little, uh, yeah. I think they just played like one was in minor, and the other was just the relative major of it, like with the leads, which I fucking love. That's even genius. though it's really, even though it's a really simplistic, uh, I guess, way to apply music theory. It's super cool to me when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, go um, you. Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, I feel like I can't like find good places to come in and speak. I'm really sorry. I mean, to like keep cutting you guys off. I'm sorry. So anyway, Mark, you were saying. Um, going back to what you were saying about um against me doing the um the like really fast um versions of their songs and going acoustic, it just got me thinking like, what if bands like Nails and We Can Nachos just did that like. <laughs> that, that would probably sound really cool for like a good 30 seconds and then you're going to be really confused like one of them listening to me too. But <laughs> I would really want to see that happen. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually, one of the, I would love to see, and I haven't even looked for them, but I'd like to see some story so far acoustic stuff, assuming it was slowed down and like sadder. Because every time I try to like, like I learn songs on acoustic. That's just what I do for fun. Uh, and... When I, as opposed to learning them on electric, because I like making like weird ass voicings with the chords on them. Um, but every time I play like a story so far song, there's so many fun things you can do with like with the harmonies and with um and with the weird ass rhythms that they use. And so I'd love to to see that. Okay, Ashley, Ashley, oh yeah, go for it. No, no, Matt, you were saying Ashley, sit still. <laughs> they have that actually. They released it about yeah. a month or two ago. It's called Songs of, and it has um some new material. It has covers, like acoustic, not covers, but acoustic renditions of music from uh, what you don't see, and it's pretty awesome. Nice. I'm. By the way, I came late as shit to the story so far party. I guess I saw them in 2010 with Wonder Years, whatever year they did the Glamour Kills tour, 
and was like, oh, that band's cool. And then, like, didn't <laughs> bother listening to them again until, I don't know, earlier this year. <laughs> so I'm way late to the party, but uh, I'm on board. Okay, Ashley, what were you saying? <laughs> Adriana, did you have a point you wanted to make? No, I'm, I'm just laughing at what you said Ashley earlier, but I'm good right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ashley. Um, oh, wait, Adri, are you, uh, are you sure? Okay. The floor is open. I'm good. Uh, I'm okay. Good. okay. I am the Meg. So, Mark, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done. Bits over. End scene. Ashley. I don't even fucking remember what I'm gonna say. Um, I no, oh, I was gonna say. Um, first of all, like no judgment, but on the Attack Attack, um, self-titled that came out 2011, I think. Um, I think that was for, uh, that was the first album they had where Caleb was on vocal. So the first one after um Austin had left and. Like, the deluxe version of that had two remixes and, like, two or three acoustic versions of some of their songs, and that was, like... Because, you know, you hear Caleb Shomo, and he's, like, screaming. He does, like, the first... Or the self-titled album, he did, like, a lot of screaming, and, like, there were clean vocals, but they did acoustic versions, and it was just, like... Like, attack, attack, acoustic, like... Are those words, like, that you really think would have gone together? Because they were in, in my head, but then I listened to it, and I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. So not that I think Beartooth is going to do any acoustic songs anytime soon, but I'd be super down for it. All right, that's the point I wanted to make. Now you guys can continue. Um, so are there any, just, um, I'll go around again, starting with Adriana. Are there any uh, songs that you haven't seen a video for that you'd love to see? Like, whether it's acoustic, music video, whatever. Like, a song you love that you haven't seen a video for that you think would be awesome. Um, to be fair, I'm not, like, super, super big on music videos because <laughs> there's been times where I'll listen, I'll see the music video, like, before I even listen to the song, and just the way that the music video is done really kind of ruins the song for me for some reason. Like, I can't listen to the song later and think of it the same way. I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of weird. So I'm very picky, like, what music videos I do watch. So there's there's nothing really out though that I'm like, oh my god, I need to see the music video for this. You know? What about like an acoustic version that you just wish existed? Uh, you know what? Um, first thing that comes to mind is anything off Sense Eternal by Bring Me the Horizon. I don't know why, but I really love that album. And I would love to hear some acoustics of any of those songs. All right, Ashley? Um, I mean, I know I mentioned MCR before, but honestly, the first one that came to mind that I would love to see a music video for, because MCR is known for, like, MCR is known for its theatrics and kind of, like, weird emo, but, like, very grand and, like, visually, like, aesthetically pleasing type music videos. Because, like, when a band does, like, a straight-up performance music video and they, like... Not not to, like, devalue it. Like, I know, like, people take a lot of pride in their work, and it's difficult to shoot, and I, like, I completely respect it. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's just not that exciting to me, and it's not, it doesn't make me want to watch it again, and I just, I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, I'd love to see a video for Mama by My Chemical Romance, which is basically this, like, really long, almost epic, not, like, long that it gets boring, but it's, like, an epic, like, war ballad, like, 
Liza Minnelli sings a verse on it. It would be crazy, and I just I think it would be fucking ridiculous to put that song to a music video, and I would totally like to see that if MCR was still a fucking band. Hey, you can get all your Gerard on podcasts and in comic books. Not the same thing. Gerard <laughs> no, Way. Mark, how about you? <laughs> um, like I said before, I don't really care for music videos, but the only one that comes to mind that would that depends really would probably be Def Evans' Sunbather. Or Dreamhouse because like their lyrics, um, they're kind of like very metaphoric and um, use a lot of uh, what's what I'm looking for, um, descriptive I guess. And like it'd be, I'd be, I'd be curious as to see how like that could be portrayed in a music video. I don't know how it could be done, like whether it be like a, just a live performance per se or like one of those storyline kind of things. But it'd be interesting to see. Dude, that's I really love your stance on that because instead of I, this is and this is just how egocentric I am. Whenever I think about what music video I want to see, I'll be like, "This is how they should do it. This is what they should." And you're just like, "No, it would be awesome because I'm curious how the artists that I respect and enjoy would 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 bring it across." So I really respect that. That's a really cool stance. To take. Thank you. Um, and Matt, um, I've only had one I can think of, which was. Um, kind of off-topic, but it's Telegraph Ave by Childish Gambino. Oh, nice. And I was thinking about this last week, and then I, That's really cool. I, I was literally thinking about it, and I clicked on YouTube, and then it was like, oh, new release, music video by Childish Gambino. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I'm fucking psychic. <laughs> That's awesome. And Dude, then I, I would, watched yeah. it, and it was nothing like I expected it. Like, nothing. You've like, heard the Camp album, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know that long... Like uh, the the talking thing over the beat that he does, like that's yeah. literally about the bus ride at camp. Mm-hmm. I would love to see just a literal music video for that. I think that would be yeah. like so moving. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. I actually just um, like I've all. This is my like I I I almost never get into music at like hipster level. It's always once they're like really big, and I'm like, oh, now I got into that band. But with comedians, that's what I always find on that like lower level stuff. And with uh, when uh, when dude Charles Gambino was in Derek Comedy doing sketch comedy on the internet, um, he did uh, a thing called it's like every emo song ever or just emo song, which I just posted on the babe the babe talks page, and I watched it again today when I posted it because it's not him in the video, it's another dude in the in the sketch comedy group, and the premise of it is just he's the emo kids listening to this song, and it's just this whiny acoustic emo song. And it's just about how hard how hard your suburban life is, and eventually the lyric says something that doesn't directly apply to the kid, and he's like, "What?" And then he's like, oh, "Then turn to track 11," and he t- turns it, and it gets closer to his exact experience. It's the same song. He's like, "Yeah, okay, that's cool." It's Childish Gambino doing the song. It's so cool. You know uh, what that song is? No, what's it? So- oh, yes, I do. But I'm blanking on the what? What is the actual song? Welcome to my life. It's a simple plan. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it sounded familiar. But I'm I'm not gonna lie. First time I heard it, I thought it was completely original. Just they made change the lyrics, and um, and then I found out a simple plan. You know, in like 2008, nine, ten, probably. And that's how that's how late I am on the simple plan train. All right, so we want to talk about Mark's band, Azure Noise. I am saying that correctly, right? Azure Noise, Azure Noise. 
Okay. I only know the Azure because or Azure because it was uh, a word in Sonic the Hedgehog level or zone as we called them. Uh, so I've been pronouncing it wrong for quite some time. But if you could just for um, uh, any viewers who don't really know your band at all, uh, could you give just a, a general synopsis of of your genre, where you're based out of, and some of the things that you guys have done? Um, genre-wise, well, the first EP. Um, that, uh, I, I would say it's more like post-rock, post-hardcore, I guess. But the thing with that EP, that was just recorded by the guitarist, Jonathan, who, um, the that originally was just his online project. Like, he, I think it was two years ago, he had no intentions of really making it into a live band. But, um, he wrote and recorded that EP in two days, I want to say. And then, fast forward two, two years later... Uh, come April, Mar uh, May or something like that, he messaged me, he was like, yo, I want to make a Zero Noise a thing. And I was like, all right, I'm down, because I had just left my old band, Sako, who he used to be in also. And um, there's that. Um, and then the new song we have, it's more post-rocky, which I, I love post-rock to death. Um, we're based out of Long Island, but... My the same guitarist Jonathan. He goes to school in Michigan, and I I'm assuming he's coming home for the winter. So I'm hoping to play some shows then. If not, like definitely over the summer. Um, that's about it, really. All right, so I'll open the floor to our other panelists because we're jumping into the interview portion of the show. Um, so if anyone else has any questions, I won't call on you like Ollie does. Um, <laughs> but Ollie's not here right now. Your, your real father isn't here. Um, but uh, if any of you, you uh, lovely ladies and gentlemen want to jump in and ask some questions, first come, first serve. Okay. I guess I'll ask because I do have to go to final calls from the hospital. And my dad is asking about me, so I have to make this quick. Um, okay. It's not about your band, per se, but I'm a bit of a photographer, and I noticed that you started re like shooting, I think, like a week or two ago. Shot your first show. Yeah. And I was just curious, like, what inspired you to shoot your first show? Like, what inspired you to get out there? Like, what made you think, like, hmm, I want to start shooting shows? I've always had a thing for photography because my uncle got me into it uh, when I was young, but um, it never really clicked to me. Like, why don't I take another one thing I love and mix it with another thing I love? Because I love going to shows. And um, my friend Macklin, he shoots shows, and uh, I know a couple other photographers, and um, I don't know, I, it just seemed kind of cool, and like I was, I was like debating on it for a while, and then what, what, um, what made it click for me was like, was Def Heaven playing um, in this venue 20 minutes away from me, and they don't really care about like who takes photos or whatever, so I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll see how this goes, and. Not to gloat, but, like, I was kind of impressed with how the shots came out because, like, I don't know. It was just, like, this weird, satisfying feeling. So now, like, to get more practice, I'm going to be shooting or try to shoot more local shows and then see where it um, where it goes from there. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember, like, my first show, I did that, too, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually pretty good at this. And I started, like, shooting local shows, and I kept going from there, and that's all I... I started doing it. It's awesome. That's awesome. Can you come up to Maryland or come down to Maryland for either of you and shoot some shows here? I feel like that's something we desperately, desperately need in our area. 
Funny enough, I was actually going to go down to Maryland for Fourth uh, of July and uh, nice. hang out, but never happened. Well, we will welcome you, and I, as as you can see, my lovely <laughs> guest room that is uh, currently covered in clothes and stuff because we just did laundry. But uh, if you ever need a place to stay while you're down here, just let me know. I'm right outside of Baltimore. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah, I know we just met, but I feel like we have this connection that isn't weird at all. So don't even worry about that. Papa oh, Navarro. Papa Navarro. Oh yeah, I found out I'm having a girl today. Awesome! Congratulations! That's so exciting. That's what we wanted, so it's it's very good. If it changes into a boy for some reason, don't ever release this. He'll <laughs> never. Yeah. All right, that's also anybody have... Uh, so, Adrian, do you have to go, or are you... Um, in probably like five, ten minutes. You'll just go whenever... Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Gracefully right. bow out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> curtsy. <laughs> I'll get up for you and everything. Oh. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Matt or Ashley, any other questions? I mean, we'll ask more, but any right now? Yeah, Ashley, go for it. I'm raising my hand this time, so I don't fucking interrupt okay. anybody. <laughs> Adriana just interrupted Ashley, but it really felt like Ashley was interrupting Adriana. I don't know how that happened. It's like not possible, but it did. I love you, Ashley. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I love all of you. This could not be better. Can I ask my question now? Yes, Adriana, ask your question. Oh no, I was just saying. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just I'm done. Hmm. Ashley? Really difficult. Okay, Eric. Is that, that a question? No, that wasn't a question. It was a statement, Just first a of all. Fact. Just a fact. Just like vinyl is not a verb, you idiot. Okay. Well, that's Ashley, if you ever wonder why I give you shit, it's because I know you'll throw it right back at me. I don't take your sass, okay? Good. Don't I don't if you take my sass, don't take my sass. <laughs> I have plenty of my own, thank you. Anyway, Mark. Um, I ask this for most of our guests who are in bands because as someone who's not in a band, doesn't play an instrument, can't even really read music, um, but is still involved with the scene, what's something that people such as myself should know about being in a band that we might not know otherwise? Um, considering this is my second band, um, I can't really offer much advice because the first band I was in, Sako. Um, I played a handful of shows. Um, yeah, I don't even know what advice I can give. I mean, what, is there anything specific you're looking for? Or? Well, it doesn't have to be advice per se. It's just like something you wouldn't expect. Like I was talking to some. I was talking to Ollie today actually, and he was asking a question about how to approach somebody to be a guest on a podcast and like. How should I word it, and what should the subject line be, and all like just like general valid questions that he was asking, like how, what's the proper way to go about this, and just things you might not know otherwise, or might not know until you experience it. Like I didn't know until I started reaching out to bands. Like should I talk to the press person or the manager? So kind of like things like that, like something that if someone's not in a band, they've never experienced X Y Z, and they don't understand. Does that make sense? Am I like making any sense at all? <laughs> I think I have the general gist of what you mean. Um, I guess I can just start with like playing the actual show. Um, obviously, if it's your first show, you're gonna be nervous, and like, if you're like me, I I tend to 
uh, quote unquote blackout. Like I don't really remember when wow, I play. Really? Like, I just yeah, it just it feels like like that. Um, <laughs> and because I'm the I'm like the curious type, I always ask my friends, "Oh, how did we do? How do we sound?" <laughs> um, but I never really let that bother me. Like I don't really go to the show and be like, "I'm gonna do pretty bad." I don't have like a negative <laughs> thought. I, I just like, go with the flow, I guess. That's um, impressive that you can just let it go and be that present. That you're just like, boom, no, nope, in the moment, that. play the music. Do you not just walk in and are like, I'm fucking ready and. Well, dude, <laughs> I, I'm the opposite of. I am so cognitive with how I do the shows. Like every from the second I walk into the venue, from the second I leave. I'm unless I'm like it's a night where I'm like I'm just gonna get shit faced and just go for it. Then I black out, but in a very different sense. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Any employers, parents, friends, family that I have who may be watching this, I'm like, um, your daughter. Maybe one day she sees this. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna party. Nobody does this anymore, right? I do. I think it's coming back. I do this, <laughs> right. I do this all the time. Brothers, no, brothers, brothers, brothers and back. sisters, we're revolution. Back. We're bringing it back. We're taking it back. It's a revival. Uh, <laughs> hashtag revival. <laughs> Even on stage, like, and this is partially because of my extreme ADD. I don't know if you guys can tell. But, uh, like, if I don't concentrate fully on everything I'm doing on stage, whether that's how I'm moving, how I'm looking, how I'm playing, everything, it's probably going to be shitty. And so in order to put on the performance that, like, I mean, people paid money to come see this and they took time out of their lives, and they drove down to the city, found fucking parking and all that shit, and they came in there and probably had to sit through a couple bands at least they didn't even really like. I want to make sure that the least I can do is just be as professional as possible, mm. and because I'm such a shitty musician, I have to concentrate so hard to get that to, to, to be serviceable, and that's, that's, that's why it's different, but I really respect and admire the fact that you can stay that present in it where you're just kind of enjoying it and I, I listened to at least one of your EPs before. I didn't know I was going to be hosting until pretty recently. Mm. Um, so otherwise I would have like been blasting your stuff in my car for the last week. But I listened to an EP before we started, and I was like, these guys are insane at how, at, at how good they must be with their instruments. Because the music itself, not only compositionally, structurally, theory-wise, but just to physically play the things that you guys are playing is really, really impressive. Um, so Thank I can you. only imagine. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I can only imagine how, like, you probably do just black out because you're going right into it. You're present and you're just you just kill it and that's it. <laughs> I personally can't take any credit um, for the first EP, the Outlook EP, um, because, like I said, that was all Jonathan. He wrote, recorded it, everything. But um, the new song um, called Diagram, it's tentative. Um, <laughs> Competitive names, I got you. I got you. Dude. Yeah, um, that was um, mainly a collaborative effort between Jonathan and I, because uh, we were at practice one day at his house, and uh, we just got through. Uh, we played the four songs that we have, and like one extra one, um, and then he just said, "All right, let's write a song." I don't know what happened. I just I had my fingers in this weird chord. I can't even name it, and I just strummed. He's like. Sounds really cool. Nice. <laughs> uh, so uh, just progressed from there, and I wrote the first couple of minutes, and then the rest was just all him. And which song was that? I'm sorry, I just my the the new one, uh, diagram. Diagram. That's the one oh. we had in the 
the uh, the demo was it a demo um the zippy share file that uh, Ollie sent into the yeah, paper that was just that yeah. was just the one demo song yeah. I fucking love that a lot. Just put that you. up there. So we have a couple questions from the question and answer list. Um, so uh, first one is from, I believe, Anonymous, uh, which is, where did your love of post-hardcore come from? I have no idea. I kind of got, like, wrapped into it, like, a few years ago. I can't really, speci- like, I can't specify, a, like, a band that I heard that I was like, wow, this is really cool. But, um... Yeah, it just kind of, because like I listen to new music just about every day, so I might have just like listened to one post-hardcore band and then like expanded from there, I guess. But um, I don't really have like a set band. And do you um, so and so we have a question from William Newman, mm-hmm. Willie, Willie New. <laughs> uh, his uh, he wants a rig rundown. Um, this is where it gets embarrassing. How when many line sixes do you use? My dad <laughs> used two for a year. So, embarrassment off of you. Tell us what your rig is. Well, the amp or the uh, amp combo I have now, it's um, a line six, spider four, half cab. Um, nice. which, honestly, like, I haven't even used it live. Well, I've used a head live. I don't use a cab, but, like, that's, that's all I have for now. But I want to save it for a whole new rig. Like, I want to build up a pedal board. But, um... Going back to the rig, um, when I was in Soko, I would use my own head and then like try and borrow someone else's cab. Yep. And uh, or if it came down to it, I would just bring my guitar and I would use the guitarist and vocalist Christian. His he had a little uh, ir- uh, orange micro terror, I think it was. Oh, nice. Yeah, that That's was not bad at all. That dude. was powerful as shit. Yeah. And uh, he had, I had like a. Uh, Delay, reverb, something like that. Or EQ pedal I borrowed from him. Um, so that was that. Uh, and when I when I was able to, I brought my amp head, which is right there. Nice. That's um, my what my band was using for our first year, which was like 30 shows. So it was not like we had no excuse to not get better equipment. Um, me and the other guitarist, we used the same 75-watt Line 6 Spider 4 combo amps. We just set it to the 311 down setting because it was the easiest distortion and sounded like, well, let's be completely real. If you're not in a band, you don't notice the difference in sound when you're playing a 50 50 to 75 capacity venue with no monitors and almost no mixing. Mm -hmm. But for the other bands, who was the majority of the crowd a lot of the time, it was just like destroying your ears. Um... But oh my god, those those days, those are fun. But uh, definitely, by the way, the pro tip for any bands out there: if you want real band advice, uh, yeah, borrow somebody else's cab. Let some other sucker bring the damn four by twelve or whatever. Yeah, basically. Um, I do have to respectfully bow though. So it was really good to be back. I haven't been on Bay Talk in a long time. Well, we miss you. We're happy to have you back. Thank you. I love you guys. And I will, okay. I will talk yes. to you all again. So what do you guys really think of Adriana? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Absolute sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. Where do you think I was going with that? It was just nice things. Um, so what is the, uh, the future of Azure Noise? Um... Well, 
we've been meaning to write new songs for an album, EP, whatever. Um, I've just been really lazy. <laughs> and uh, But I also have uh, this post-metal um, project I've had since uh, June. And um, I've been trying to write for that, but like, just hasn't been working out. For me, it's like I can start writing a song in like a day, get discouraged, put it down for a week. Then try and go back, not working, put it down. So I haven't done anything for that. And But I want to get into the uh, shift of writing for Azure Noise because I have some ideas I want to throw, I want to toss in. And your songs are a lot more complicated than your typical. I play in a fucking pop punk band. Your songs <laughs> are a lot more complicated than, and so I can actually, like, I can see that where you, like you said with the with the one song that you guys wrote together, you wrote a few minutes, somebody else wrote a few minutes. I can definitely see how you could get discouraged after having to, an average song, like an average pop song or like rock song, is let's say it's I don't know whatever it's like five five parts. And each part is at least relatively simple as far as the some of the structure, but when you're writing what the kind of music that you play, I imagine it's that you're basically writing five or six songs in one song. Would you say that's about accurate compared to pop songs? Yeah, because there's a lot going on and there's like a lot of um, change of pace, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I can I can definitely see how that's a thing. Well, it takes a long. I mean, it takes a long time, and so I mean, I don't even necessarily think that that's that's lazy. I think you're smart. I always. I always used to find myself in past bands, been bands forever, but in past bands it's been like, uh, I'll, I'll force myself to finish a song. I'll start rushing. Like if, I, if, I'm, if I'm running out of something naturally, I'll start rushing and I'll just make a song. And that always ends poorly. And it's only in like the last couple of years where I'm like, you know what, if it's not coming, just take a break. If it takes a week before something else comes up and you want to come back to it, like there's no help throwing shit against the wall if it's shit. Like, you might as well wait until something comes naturally. At least that's, in my experience, what I've found. Right. Yeah, I definitely try not to rush songs because, like, it, I, I want to be at least happy with how it comes out. And, like, I don't... Normally, I don't really care, like... Um, I do care about opinions. Like, I will take anyone's opinion, but, like, I don't let it, like, settle, you know? Like, if someone's like, oh, it's, I don't like it, it's blah, 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 blah. I'll brush it off and be like, okay, that's your opinion. But, like, if I'm not satisfied, I'm not going to want to put it out there. Yeah. Oh, quick question. This is just, um, I haven't been asking bands this, but I really should start. Uh, do you have, do you, are you the type of musician who listens to your own music once it's all mastered and everything? Because I know every band listens to it in the process, but when it's all done, do you still listen to your own music? For a little while, yeah, but not in the, ooh, I really like this, just to see, like, um... It's a mixture between, like, I made this and I'm proud, and it's, like, I wonder if people are going to dig it as much as I do, you know? Yeah. But, well, I definitely, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, like, go out and, like, just, like, play it in my car and be like, yeah, this sounds really cool. I just... <laughs> just, just I just, do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, yeah. yeah. I understand. I was really just to it. It's a good form oh, of promotion, though. If you're driving around your neighborhood, oh, your city, whatever, and you're blasting your own music, how many people are going to hear that song as you drive by? A lot yes. of <laughs> It's like, who's that guy blasting music? It's like, I don't know, but this is this is bumping. I like this. But see, what's funny is we're all looking at this from, like, the Babe Talk people, we're all on a lot of the, the marketing and business side of things. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, even just being in a podcast field, you're kind of in that. Mark is talking from a true artist standpoint, which is like it very like every everyone I know who's at their core is art is is very much in that same mindset. And it's just so funny whenever I think about that because I'll just be like, yeah, I like this, this thing I made, this thing I made. Or I'll do it, I'll be anxious. And which kind of goes along with what you're saying, like, I hope people like it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll listen to, a, like, a record, usually, like, if it's a local record, or a band the same size as mine, I'll be like, that record's good. And I'll be like, is my record still good after I listen to this? <laughs> and it's, sometimes I'll be like, That's okay, good, yes. That's valid. It's but valid other, to have. other times I'll be like, oh, shit, we suck. But, um, but either way, but most artists don't do that. They'll usually just be like, it's made, I'm happy about it. I, t- I brought up Against Me before. The members of Against Me have been firmly like, the second it's done and they don't have to listen to it for mixing and mastering purposes, they like never listen to their music. Like, I don't want to hear that yeah. shit. <laughs> like, it's too, no, no more. I can understand yeah. that. It's a weird, it's, it's an interesting topic, yeah. I think. Alright, so um, uh, Matt or Ashley, do you have any other questions before I ask one last question and then we'll move on to the final part of the uh, podcast? So, with your band experience, you've been in two bands now, your first band now, Azure Noise, how do you find that breaking out point? Where do you get to the point where, you know, you're starting out as a band and you are trying to find, you know, attention to get, you know, your band going? Um, well, with Azure Noise, Azure Noise, I don't even know how to pronounce my own band name, but, uh, <laughs> I fucked you up permanently, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we've, um, we haven't really, like, um, posted about ourselves, really, like, because, like, uh, Jonathan goes to school in Michigan, and like he has two other bands. He, he's uh, he's in over there, um, uh, Youth Novel and The Virgin Spring. So he's too preoccupied with that, and um, we just kind of like fly under the radar, I guess. But um, come the time when he comes home and we're writing more, we'll definitely be like more active per se. So if we're not getting any form of attention right now, totally cool with it. But um. Winter yeah, it break. sounds like you're doing it for you. That's what it sounds like. That's that's how I see it. But like, I would love for this to be like we'll be playing shows more often. Like, I would just have I would have a blast. But like, I want to have fun with it. You know. I feel like that's really important to find that balance. Like, especially like okay, if you see the same local band is playing a bunch of shows and like complete like new band playing a bunch of shows. And, you know, just on that grind really hard trying to get their name out there and you slowly see them, like, build up and then they go on a week-long tour and then suddenly they're going to the opposite coast and stuff like that. I think it's so important to, like, you have to start out really wanting to do it because you want to do it. You can't say, oh, my God, like, we need to get to a headlining show and then, like, we'll have made it. It's like, no, you got to just do it for you and do it because you want to have fun and make music and make something you're proud of. So I think that's a really great way to go about it. And not think of like one specific breaking point, but rather like just kind of going along for the ride, I guess. Yeah. Right, like, what's up? You had, you had. Yeah, there's a local band who I'm good friends with, Cryptodeer. They're like one of the biggest on Long Island. And if you know me very well, they're I've I love them. They're one of my favorite bands as well as good people. Um, they've done a lot of tours, like, but it was more um coastal. Like they just did the East Coast, but they just announced um. A few dates with uh, Tradewind. That's um, uh, straight from the path, and I want to say, oh, oh, I forgot the other. It's like a supergroup, I guess. 
but they're going to be going to Canada for two or three days, and that's like a first time for them. So like to see that happen for them is really cool. Yeah. And I hope I can get there. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's really awesome. Every time, uh, like uh, Ashley brought up the two kind of mindsets you can have. Every time I've gone in, I've been in a shit ton of bands. Every time we've gone in, like, we're going to do this, we're going to market it, we're going to tour, we're going to whatever, it never really works out, I think, because we all get so, like, it starts out disillusioned and cynical, and so it never really goes anywhere. But, like, the two bands that I've been in that we really just went in, like, you know what, fuck it, let's make some songs we're going to want to listen to years from now that we enjoy. Let's play like three shows and just like, who gives a shit? And those are the ones that lasted the longest and got the biggest. Like that's, it's always, it's always happens that way. I think as people can tell honesty and, mm -hmm. and, and when there's genuine art and genuine like interactions with people. Um, yeah. No, that's so true. I think if you're real with yourself and you just, you know, you put yourself out there and you put out, you know, music that's true to you, the fans will come on their own, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so important. And, like, the people, like, you know, like, those Warped Tour bands, the, or not, they're not actual Warped Tour bands, the local bands who come to their stop of Warped Tour, and they're in the parking lot, and they're trying so hard to get you to pay $8 for their shitty demo, and you're just like, <laughs> can you not? But then they're like, oh, my God, please, oh, my God, like, it's so good, support your local scene, and it feels very gimmicky and forced and awkward, and that's why it's so, I think, in terms of, like, like the bands who answer their fans' questions on Tumblr, even if they're, like, sassy and sarcastic and all that stuff, it's still a great way to be kind of genuinely and organically involved with them without yeah, having it... Yeah, with everyone. Yeah, yeah without it being pushy and weird, and even, like, in person, you can tell that, like, genuine, uh, the genuine, like, they want to talk to you, and they want to like, hang out with you and know what you thought of the other bands before them. And also, okay, like, if you want to buy a shirt, like, that's really cool with us. Don't worry, like, we'll hook you up. But the bands who are really forced about it, it just, it's such, like, a turnoff, you know? I just, I don't want to go listen to them if I'm not, if I don't feel like I want to be loyal to them. I think that's a really important thing. If it's more like an obligation, you don't really want to listen and support. Exactly. Well, maybe not, that kind of sounds douchey on my end, but, like, there's like a limit, like uh, I just so lost my thought, but like there's a, there's like, um like the band who questions on is oh there's a lag. I think oh uh, uh, <laughs> you good? Ollie, 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 Ollie fucked it up. <laughs> Ollie's that coming in so he weird. can play the uh, song for us. Dang, damn. Yeah. Well, if it comes back up, just just say it. Interrupt me, whatever. But I, I was just gonna say three years ago, actually. Uh, I, my band always promotes a warp tour, but we don't sell anything because we're local. If mm. we're like trying to go on the road, I guess I could get trying to make some money, but I'd ask for donations, but still give out free shit. But I remember three years ago we were giving out like CDs, and we had fully pressed CDs that we were just giving out for free to anybody who was like wearing a pop punk band T-shirt. Mm. And there was this other local band, uh, maybe a little bit bigger than us, but no, like, but they're from the same area. We're doing the same thing, and they kept like, selling the CD. We were just giving shit out, and they were, like, asking people for, you know, five, ten bucks, whatever it was. And at one point, they came up to us, and they're like, hey, do you want to buy this CD? Da, da, da. And we're like, oh, hey, it's cool to see you. We're doing the, the same thing. And I was like, I'll trade you CDs. You give me one of yours, I'll give you mine. He goes, no thanks, man. <laughs> and they walked on. I was like, all right. I, I think that's just uh, a symptom of when people haven't experienced enough failure 
to understand that you don't automatically get to be the shit from day one. No, that's so, it's so true. I remember I was going, I booked a show in like high school and it was some band from New Jersey who I just thought would be a really, I worked at a teen center so they had to be kind of like calm and like no mosh bands. They're kind of like this alt indie rock band from New Jersey and like really nice guys and all were super, like I was in high school so the fact that they dealt with me like trying to go through this booking process when like I kind of didn't really know what I was doing but like made it happen anyway. Um, super awesome guys and I remember going to their merch table and like I was getting out my wallet and I pulled out a bill and I was like going to talk to the guy and being like hey like can I get this shirt in a media whatever and his eyes were not at my eyes but on the dollar bill that I was holding <laughs> in my hand and I wanted to be like my eyes are up here I wanted to be like eyes up here buddy eyes up here I was, I was so oh uncomfortable like that was almost as uncomfortable as like a guy who's like staring at your boobs the whole time instead of your, like, your eyes like that was the same level of awkwardness oh dude we we never put this out but we had um, my band had this one song early early on where we were shipping back lyrics back and forth and one of them was sar it was sarcastic it was supposed to be satirical and I think the line was um, it was like girl the only thing I want in your pants is your wallet <laughs> that's how you just do it making fun of, yeah making fun of uh, the people who are just like that that's like, how I felt in that moment so oh I wish I could hear God, that song so funny well, the, so there's a band they're called As Tall as Lions. They were this like indie prog rock band. Um, I know that. Really? Name. Oh, awesome. Well, I saw them a shit ton of times in DC because I guess they were from like Virginia. Uh, I could be completely wrong. I don't fucking know. But I saw them a bunch of times in DC opening up for bigger bands. And the se uh, second or third time I saw them, um, I I was like, I'm buying a bunch of their shit. Like these guys are awesome, and their bass player was just rocking out. And I was like, that's fucking so cool. And the song sounded great. I was like, I'm just gonna hook these guys up and buy a shit ton of merch. So I'm in line for the merch thing. It's at 9:30 Club, this like legendary venue in DC. My friends actually play there. They open for Darkest Hour. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, I had a friend who worked there. I definitely hear that name a lot. No, I love. It's a yeah. It's one of the best venues. I've been to so many venues on the East Coast. I can't think of a one that that's that's that size that is is better, um, but they so I'm in line and the bass player walk from uh, from from that bank walks by, and uh, and I turned to him and I was like oh dude I I hope this wasn't offensive but I was like oh bass player because I don't know his fucking name, and he turns to me and I go I was like you guys were awesome you rocked, and he just he rolls his eyes and points to like the t-shirts that their pants had. <laughs> Whoa. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, That's... prove it. <laughs> and um, and me and my two friends who were about to buy a shit ton of their merch just walked out of line. They're like, never mind. <laughs> no, no interest in that. That is some bullshit right yeah. there. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't even like, I'm going to be over there, like, go talk to me yeah. there. I'm really gross right now. It was like a... Oh, no, it was... <laughs> Bye. Nope. <laughs> that was one of those things where it was like, I couldn't even be mad. Because I was like, well, thank you for, like, a great story, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> Who does that? Thank you for your time. Yeah, well, you, like, were the you were the opening band. Four bands. Like, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You can't afford to have an ego this big yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand bands who are just all well, in for the money. Like, if you want money, then a band is probably not the best route to go. No. <laughs> You should probably go no. and make your finance. Somebody quote that and put it everywhere. <laughs> I, was I was talking to, to somebody, somebody in my area, 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 area. Promoter, promoter, 
Ollie's on. Ollie's on. <laughs> Ollie, do you want to play the song now? Oh, oh wait. Yep. So, hi, um, sorry. You, hi, sorry. You can go on. <laughs> go on. All right. So you'll just play the song when you're ready. Yeah. You. You guys. Um. Count me in. All right. Sweet. Um. All right. So we'll wrap this up and then count you into the song and then we'll come back and say our uh, farewells. No. Um. But I was talking to somebody from like another promoter in the scene, uh, and they were telling me about how like some band was being egotistical and some other band was trying to scam like as much money as they possibly could. And the thought popped in my mind was like, how how can there be such big egos and greed when there's no money and there's no fame whatsoever? Like, how do you how do you do that? It's not it's not even there. I I try. I mean, like, granted, I'm just a little Long Island kid. I'm not in the music scene person. I mean, in a general sense, I guess I am, but like, I'm not well known in the music scene. I just, in a general sense, I just try to be humble and like. Not attitudey. I'm better than you. And like, not even pretending in life. I try not to be like better than anybody else. Cause like I don't have a reason to be. No, so it's I, true. It's I think. And what's funny is you probably do have a reason to be, <laughs> because you're if like, I but do, you still I don't, don't. I don't know. <laughs> but you still don't. Like that's what's. Yeah, that's awesome. So Ollie, um, so actually, uh. So, Mark, would you, I guess, lead us into the song? Just tell us what it's called and just a little uh, quick blurb about it, and then Ollie will play the song for us? For now, it is called Diagram. It's probably going to change. Might not. I'm not sure. Um, we're thinking about tossing vocals up on it because um, Jonathan wants to start being able to like play guitar and do vocals live because that's what he's been doing over in Michigan. Um, but for now, it's instrumental. Um, and that's really it. Alright, sweet. Alright, Ollie, are we good? Five, four. I'm gonna start walking. He said count me in. Okay, here we go. Oh, here we go. Wait, did I do that? What, what's happening? I'm not going to touch anything if the music <laughs> starts playing again. I don't think I did that.
That's awesome. All right, sweet, sweet. Ollie. Ollie. Just kidding. Like, like, been helping us this entire time. Uh, Thanks, Ollie. Thank you very much. Our leader from afar, and uh, I assume he'll be back next week to host. This is like the third time I've hosted. So I don't know why this podcast still exists and people are not just tuned out. Ollie is so good at it. All right. Um, so thank you very much, Mark, for coming on and, uh, and letting us play a brand new demo of your band. Um, everyone check out Azure Noise uh, on, just on Bandcamp or Facebook. Um, we have a Facebook, but it's pretty dead. And we also have a Bandcamp, which you can find the EP and like some other things that don't really... We don't really use, but uh, that's where the main EP is. It's pretty solid. Like I listened to whatever you had on the Bandcamp today, and I had I had no regrets. Eric. Yes, Ollie. God. <laughs> <laughs> Click on my lack of face again. Okay. This thing. Are you there, God? It's me. Holy shit! The echo makes that perfect. I want a God. I want a pony. <laughs> God is Santa, right? Same thing. Please pay no, off my No, no, no. Click, click, click on the, th the thumb thumbnail. The mute. The thumbnail. I'm click. Click on it. The lid. <laughs> the lid. What the hell is the a lid? lid? All right, there we go. There we go. There we go. Do it. That Jaeger? No. Ginger <laughs> ale. <laughs> Why? Because I make mistakes. If someone asked why, that's the answer. But yeah. All right, so we're going to sign off. Um, I'm going to mute Ollie right now. All right, cool. Um, so signing off, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, hope you had fun. Thank you. Uh, so next, can I just mute you, Ollie, or is this, this going to be a problem? God, remember? Oh, yeah, it's got Sorry. Sorry, Morgan Freeman. God. <laughs> it's that picture though from far away <laughs> not at all because <laughs> they look completely different I think it's just the facial hair <laughs> it's Morgan Freeman's finger <laughs> Guy, you look nothing like him I know but your finger looks a lot like his finger <laughs> what if <laughs> don't, don't look at me alright um so before I get myself in any more trouble, signing off uh, for Adriana, myself, Ashley, and Matt. Uh, this has been uh, Babe Talk with Azure Noise and Mark. Uh, we'll see you all next week, uh, Tuesday, I believe, um, or Wednesday. Maybe God can tell no, us which we're one. Still, we're still on Tuesdays. Oh, Tuesday? Okay, God left. God left us because of our sins. And uh, <laughs> maybe you could stay with us, loyal viewers. All right, anyway... Uh, Everybody say goodnight, and we'll see you later. Bye. Adios. Later. <laughs>